I'm Shelley Schlender. This is an extended version of a How on Earth Radio KGNU Science Show interview. If you want to stop smoking, don't count on nicotine patches or nicotine gum to help you do it. That's the conclusion to a multi-year study of 800 smokers out in the real world that was published in the journal Tobacco Control in early January. My name is Lois Beener, and I am a senior research fellow at the University of Massachusetts, Boston, at the Center for Survey Research. Nicotine patches seem to work nicely when you do a randomized, controlled clinical trial. When you get these products out into the normal public, do they help people stop smoking? According to our study, they do not. In general, the people who used the nicotine patch or nicotine gum were not any more likely to stay off cigarettes for the long term than people who did not use any medication or assistance. It is a very good marketing and outreach tool to have a nicotine patch offered. It's good in terms of getting people to call the quit line. Whether or not it increases the likelihood that somebody's going to quit smoking, that's still an open question. Does buying a nicotine patch actually get in the way of someone quitting? That actually might be the case. If you examine all of the people who reported having used a nicotine patch in order to quit smoking, and you follow them for two years, among those who were the heaviest smokers, those who used nicotine for any period of time were three times more likely to relapse than the people who didn't use it at all. It leads one to wonder whether or not heavy smokers who really know that they need to quit are thinking of this medication as some sort of magic pill. I'm going to take this and that'll make it all better. And then when they find that it doesn't actually make it all better, that they still want to smoke, then they relapse. Whereas someone who decides that they need to quit smoking and they know they're just going to rely on themselves may be more likely to be successful. Isn't this wild that the out-in-the-world, on-the-ground evidence is contradicting all of these very rigorous scientific studies that said that nicotine patches and nicotine gum would help people stop smoking? Well, yes. It's a problem that we have looking at drug effectiveness in general. You used epidemiological evidence based on random digit dial surveys of people to find out how is the nicotine patch working? And Correct. And found out it wasn't working all that well. Correct. How much are we relying on drug-sponsored research to make these big healthcare decisions? And how much more should we be relying on epidemiological surveys such as yours? I think you need to do both. You certainly need to have the randomized trials because if you don't show effects in a randomized trial, then there's no need to do the epidemiology. But once you have an effective drug as demonstrated in trial, then you also need to do what we call post-marketing surveillance, which is to see what happens after it's out there. You're thinking that with anything that's checked through with that gold standard of the double-blind placebo-controlled trial, it's not complete until you've gone out and seen how is this really working in the real world. Exactly. Right now, there is a huge amount of public dollars that is going into supporting the use of nicotine patches to help people quit smoking. Should we change that? Well, 
wide-reach interventions such as mass media campaigns, clean indoor air policy, and trying to make more of our public spaces smoke-free. The funding of those efforts is being reduced and focused more on treating individuals with individual medication. Our feeling is that this is really a very questionable use of public funds. Okay, Lois Beener, I hear you saying that a lot of quitline efforts with budget cuts are inclined to say, well, let's just give them the patch. Let's just give them some gum for free because that should help them quit smoking. And you're seeing quite the opposite, that those actually may undermine someone's effort to quit smoking. And so these other more tangible things are better to do. Media campaigns have been demonstrated to have important effects on the population at large, increasing the number of quit attempts, increasing the level of cessation. Isn't that interesting that this is just words being spoken has more on the ground benefit to people than something that they can hold in their hands like a piece of nicotine gum or a nicotine patch. Those are more smoke and mirrors. The media campaigns and the policies and the uh, taxation of tobacco products are all part of a larger process of denormalizing cigarettes. I fear that there's going to be backsliding as we cut back on those more general interventions. And so you would rather have policymakers cut back on providing nicotine patches and nicotine gum for free. Are you getting much backlash from your report? I think we can expect that. Drug companies are putting a lot of their uh, marketing efforts into promoting these drugs. Have you ever been a smoker? I have. How did you quit? I stopped. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it will be interesting to watch their reactions to your study. It will be. Lois Beener is a senior research fellow at the Center for Survey Research at the University of Massachusetts, Boston. Her research was published in the journal Tobacco Control. It indicates that nicotine patches and nicotine gum don't really help smokers quit. Sometimes they make it harder to quit. I'm Shelley Schlender. This is an extended version of an interview that broadcast on How on Earth, and this is howonearthradio.org. (laughs) 